Welcome to Boxed Wine, a true crime mockumentary memoir series. That's right, a made-up genre. <laughs> You're welcome. Every episode is a different crime committed against Christy Williams, the most unsuccessful, successful small business owner in North Canton, Ohio. She's kind of a big deal, mostly to middle-aged white women, which is just fine with her because who rules the world? Probably rich white men we've never heard of. These stories will be narrated by me, Christy Williams, in the third person because who doesn't enjoy that? This first crime is an egregious one, not for the faint of heart. Christy was adopted sometime in 1984 by John and Carol Williams, a lovely white couple. This is not the crime. Christy was born in Chicago, Illinois, and is mostly Nigerian with a nice splash of Italian according to her ancestry DNA results. John and Carol Williams lived in North Canton, Ohio, which had a 98% white population and less than 1% black population. Although Christy may have put the city over the top, to actually hitting that solid 1%. In the end, they would have a total of six kids, four adopted, and two birth children. Alas, this story isn't about them. It's about our favorite middle child, oftentimes referred to as number four by her father. It's not weird. And she has no issues of being a middle child, none at all, whatsoever. Ahem. Before I go any further, let me just say that Christie's memory is a steel trap, and she remembers everything. Names, dates, times, locations, all of it. But we're not going to bother with being super factual. Sometime during Christie's career in elementary school, she noticed a slight difference with her hair compared to her classmates, particularly the other girls. Theirs moved. When the wind blew, their hair flowed majestically in their faces which they then could quickly and cutely tuck gingerly behind their tiny little ear. Christy was a muscular young kid, often mistaken for a boy with her TWA. That stands for teeny weeny afro, for those not in the know. The fact that she dressed like her brothers did not help matters, but the hair was clearly the major issue. Not really, there were a lot. As a baby, her mother would use a little pink plastic bow and stick it in her fro. This was totally done for aesthetics so that people would know that she indeed was a girl. But Christy was hip, she was cool, she was ahead of her time, and she was in elementary school. Those plastic bows were so lame. One day, Christy approached her mom. Hey mom, I want to straighten my hair. Say no more. I'm very knowledgeable with black hair. I've done hours of research and even contacted a black hairstylist. Is exactly what did not happen. This is more accurate. Hey mom, I, I want to straighten my hair. Okay, I think I've seen boxes of hair straightener at the grocery store. I'll grab one next time I'm there. Enter Dark and Lovely, a purple box with a confident, straight, shiny, smooth-haired black woman. Thin, elegant. Anyone with hair like that would certainly look slim and their hair would blow in the wind, just like all those white girls at school. Once said purple box was acquired, that night, Christy sat at the small kitchen island. There was no time to waste. Her mom expertly tucked a towel into Christy's collar. She felt comforted by this professional move on her mother's part. 
Christy leaned back into the wooden back of the tall chair. Her mother unfolded the instructions. Conveniently, there were plastic gloves connected to the instructions. Her mother peeled them off. Very clever, Christy thought to herself. Her mother was delicate with those gloves. Very ginger. Not totally in character for her mother, who was the main proponent for Christy's fear of zippers. Her mother would line Christy up with her two younger brothers and their footy pajamas and would quickly zip them up, very often catching their tummies in the teeth of the zipper. This was not a cruel act, as she was just trying to get things done in a timely fashion, you know, with having six kids and all. Christy's mother began reading the directions, scarily fast and mumbling under her breath. Let's see here, yeah, we're just gonna mix A and B. Yeah, we got this. Do you know what you're doing? Yep. Don't you need that for reference? Nope. I mix solution A and B, put the cream on your head, and set a timer. Okay, sounds simple enough. Her mother mixed solution A with solution B. The cream turned pink after the activator was added. It looked like frosting. It smelled like death. The smell was so strong, in fact, that Christy's eyes began to water. She watched as her mom used a popsicle stick that also came in the magic box to mix the concoction. Had the popsicle stick been a plastic spoon, Christy was 99.9% .9 sure it would have melted and broken off inside the elusive chemical frosting. Christy's mom parted her hair. This was an arduous process on its own. If you've ever tried to comb through an afro, you know how difficult this process can be. It was painful, but it was a sacrifice Christy was willing to make for that sweet, silky, smooth, straight hair. Her mother started off strong, confidently applying globs of the creamy goodness into the sections of Christy's hair. She used the popsicle stick like she was supposed to, until she didn't. She proceeded to use her gloved hands and scoop up globs of the chemical concoction and slap it on top of Christy's head, massaging it into her scalp. After all of the deceptively sweet-looking pink icing was atop Christy's head, her mom removed her gloves carefully, similar to that of a surgeon, and set a timer and walked away. Christy couldn't wear her glasses during this, so she was essentially blind. So she stared off into space and dreamed of a day, <laughs> this day, when her hair would move. Her hair felt heavy and tight. It wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It was comforting, weirdly, like a weighted blanket. But then a tingling started. Um, mom? Uh, it's kind of burning. How much time is left? You still have 20 minutes. It's supposed to burn. It wasn't. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really burning. We still have 15 minutes. Christy was learning at a very quick rate that beauty did not come without sacrifice. 15 minutes later. Okay, time to rinse. 
Hurry! Christy's mom led her over to the sink and handed her a washcloth to press tightly against her eyes. Her mom started the water with the faucet directly on her head. It was scalding hot. Ah! Oh, you're okay. It burns! Her mother proceeded to change the temperature of water while the water poured onto Christy's head. Freezing cold, scalding hot, finally to a nice middle ground. Christy started feeling relief, and just as she thought things were getting a little better, her mother dug her fingernails into Christy's scalp. The thing that neither of them realized was that Christy's scalp had burns from the chemicals. So her mother's fingernails dug into those burns, breaking open the blisters and causing severe pain. Occasionally, when water reached her scalp, there was a sense of relief, but her mother's nails continued their assault. Once her mother added the neutralizing shampoo and the soothing conditioner, Christy could finally breathe. Her mom tossed a towel over her head and ruffled it to dry her hair. The towel dropped around Christy's shoulders, and for the first time in her life, her hair hung down in front of her eyes. It wasn't very long. She could just see a glimmer of that straight-ish hair. She shook her head repeatedly. It moved. It moved. Christy went to bed that night with a total sense of peace and calm. Was it a struggle to achieve this amazing straight hair? Yes. Did it burn? Absolutely. Would she have scabs and flakes and other ailments from this arduous process? <laughs> Duh. I wish I could say this was the end of our hero's story. A triumphant finish with exactly what she wanted. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be so. That night was possibly the last blissful night of sleep Christy would experience in her entire life. She had a dream where she went to school and everyone was so enamored with her beautiful hair and how thin she'd gotten so quickly. And she tucked her hair behind her ear and she peeked around her bangs at the boy she liked. And she laughed as she ran at recess and her hair flowed behind her. Morning did indeed come and the dream had to end. Christy got out of bed, rubbed her eyes, and put on her glasses. She wasn't a morning person and still isn't, FYI, but she was in the mood for a morning. She skipped to the bathroom, grinning ear to ear, Today was her day. She walked in front of the mirror in the bathroom and her face fell. What the hell had happened to her hot girl hair? Just last night, before she went to bed, it was hanging in her eyes. She could move her head and it moved with her. What she saw before her, no, 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 this wasn't hair. Was it straw? It felt like straw. It wouldn't move. It was stiff and straight. Mom, come quick. What's wrong? 
My hair! Christy pointed to her Dong King fro. <laughs> Christy's hair was indeed still straight, but straight and stiff as a board. But a board may not have been an accurate depiction. It was more like sticking up in the same way that one would find a troll doll's hair. It's not that bad. Then you wear your hair like this. Oh, I don't think so. The irony was that Christy's mom had such straight hair that she permed her hair, then curled it with a curling iron and had a helmet fro that apparently never went in or oddly out of style. I know how to fix this. We'll just get it wet and then use gel and a clip. Remember those ones I used to put in your hair as a baby? Of course, Christy remembered. Maybe I just don't go to school today. You can't miss school. Her mom was a badass when it came to school attendance. Her mother, Christy's Grandma Cole, would not allow her mom to miss school unless she was dying from a gunshot wound or missing a limb. Things of that nature. According to Christy's horrible memory, she's 93% sure her mom never missed a single day of school from elementary through high school. If that's the actual case, Christy is 100% sure that her mom definitely went to school sick and was a person that started the school outbreaks. As her hair got wet, it started to relax a bit. Christy saw it fall barely in front of her eyes and let out a big sigh of relief. Once the hair was soaked, her mom took her brush and began to try to tame said hair. However, every time the brush went through the damp hair, the hair stretched like overdone spaghetti, then ripped off onto the brush in giant clumps. Christy screamed. Her hair was now significantly shorter in some spots. It just kept getting better and better. Mom, 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 stop, stop. Losing a little hair is normal. She said casually as she removed a Furby-sized ball of hair from the brush. I'll just wear a hat, I guess. Her mom shoved a baseball cap over the straw rat's nest of chemically destroyed hair. During school, the hat was obviously removed and Christy was teased relentlessly. Alas, her mother had another solution. Now that your hair is straight, I can just braid it like I do for your white sister. She didn't say white, but it's important for the story and would have been completely hilarious if she had. So Christy agreed to have her hair braided. She had seen some black women on TV with braided hair and they looked lovely and cool. It was like down on their heads and neat rows. She was actually hopeful of recovering from this entire debacle. It'd be a blip on her radar, a mere occurrence that everyone would totally forget. Christy sat in front of her mom, content, in her happy place, watching Quantum Leap. Perchance would Scott Bakula be shirtless? Probably. Hopefully. Her mom went to work on her hair. I don't care for it when he's a woman. He was also traveling through time and leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong. I'm not sure how deep in reality that concept is either, but I digress. Okay, done. I added beads to give them weight. Her mom nodded to the multicolored plastic beads. Christy got up and ran to the bathroom, beads clacking as she moved. Strange. She didn't recall these braids moving on the other women, 
Christy stared in the mirror in abject horror. Mom, I look like Coolio. I don't know what a Coolio is, but I spent an hour doing that. You're not taking them out. And so, the crimes against Christy's hair continued. When Christy tried to sleep at night with the beads, they would dig into her scalp and cause pain. Oftentimes, braids would come out as well, and there would be a puff of hair. Her mom would do touch-ups in the morning for her before school. Not that it really mattered. To many, hair is just hair. For Christy, it truly set the tone of her life. Chaotic, messy, not done properly, and set her up for tenuous bullying from white kids who would never understand the true struggles of having black hair. So who is the culprit for the case of the very bad, not so good hair? Was it her mother and her lack of knowledge? Perhaps, although in her defense, she had five other children to take care of and she worked two jobs. So she's off the hook. No, the instigator in this crime is YouTube, obviously, for not existing. To this day, Christy still struggles with her hair. Thanks to her friends in Buffalo, she went back to natural hair eight years ago and never looked back. Her pictures from second grade through the entirety of her 20s have mysteriously gone missing. Tune in next time for another crime committed against our favorite person. This one's called The Case of the Criminal Record, and it's a doozy. Narration done by Christy Williams. Christy's mom voiced by Jamie McCris.